0: Here's your host, who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham.
1: Absolutely. If you're looking for the future now, you've come to the right place. Everybody says the future is already here, and my retort is that was yesterday's future. Get over it. We're all here making today's future right now. That introductory voice was Ryan Treasures. He's the VP. I call him VP of everything at Voice America World Talk Radio and my co-producer on this series, Technology Revolution, The Future of Now. So let's see what the buzz today is for the show. This is interesting. The conversation might get a little provocative, so just beware. I didn't say adult language. I just said provocative, and I'll tell you why. So think about where you all are, each of you, my listeners around the world, socially. Are you on LinkedIn? Okay, could be good for business. Facebook, good for family and friends. What about Twitter? Well, I tweet a lot. What about Pinterest, Instagram? Are you showing design ideas? Are you showing family vacations? YouTube, you have a channel on Vimeo like I do. Are you on TikTok? There are so many social platforms. But who are you? What do people know about you? Are you authentic? All of the guidelines say be real, be a real person, don't be a phony baloney, don't have somebody write a script for everything you post. But risk and rewards, consequences. Do you know where you are and what could happen? I don't know. Do you have a job? Do you have a business? Do you have a family? What are your goals on social? What are the potential causes and effect? Maybe it's time to take a step back from all that social media and see what we're really doing out there and what could happen. And that's what we're talking about today. Before I introduce my wonderful panel and they are smart and savvy, I think some of them might be sassy. I have a feeling too. I'm going to use that word advisedly. Let me read you a couple quotes. Uh, One is from themuse.com. T-H-E-M-U-S-E.com. Listen up. Here's the quote. Social media can be a powerful tool for your professional life. You can use it to build your professional brand. Good. Grow your network. Great. Establish yourself as an expert in your field. Wonderful. And give prospective employers a glimpse into your personality if you're looking for a job. But here's the caveat. It can also be full of pitfalls. More employers and recruiters regularly check candidates' social media profiles before hiring them. And get this, screenshots of status updates and tweets mean your electronic words can live forever, 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 even if you delete them later. And it's not just your posts, the ones you author, the ones you copy and paste. It's your activity, those stealth likes. Everybody likes the likes. They can come back to haunt you. Every post you've liked, Every post you've commented on, every post you've shared, and anything you're sharing to your feed are all memorable forever and ever and ever. Now, I have another quote here from the digitalmarketinginstitute.com. This was a blog. And they see, creating a personal brand on social media is not easy. It's not about what you look like or where you live, which most people on Facebook think it's all about. It's about what you stand for and what people should expect when they see you've posted a new piece of content. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. The good, the bad, the ugly, the risk, the reward of being on social media. I have four experts. We're gonna be speaking with Ashley Welsh at Somersault Innovation. Welcome, Ashley Stewart Papp. He told me I could pronounce his name any time, any way I wanted. It's P-A-A-P, and it rhymes with other words that have an AP at the end. At Pitch DNA, (laughs) we have Loïc Simon, trying my best French at Social Selling Forum, and Sylvie Lashkar at SAP for their take on will your personal social brand help or hurt your future career, your future business, your future influence, your future reputation, your future ability to get a loan, to get a job, to get a house, and your life in general. And the answer is, yes, it could help and yes, it could hurt. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thrilled to be here. And as you can tell, I'm very enthusiastic about this topic. So let's go around the table. Ashley Welch, I met you a little while ago. You were on one of my Game Changers radio shows. I was so impressed with you. I asked you to come back as well as Loic and Sylvie. And Ashley has been kind enough to bring Stuart on board. So Ashley Ashley, how are you? And in case there's one person out there who doesn't know who you are, maybe just one and a half people, tell us what you do and who you are, Ashley Welch.
2: All right. Thank you, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Um, well, that question, that's a big question. Who are you? I have to say, I spent eight months in India meditating on that very question, who am I? And I uh, can't say that I came up with a great answer. But more acceptable answer would be I'm a mother of a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old girl who uses Uh, girls who use social media all the time, so I have some things to say about this. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner, I'm a creative, and um, I'm a runner and a new dog owner. So I'm also the co-founder of Somersault Innovation, as you mentioned, which is a uh, sales enablement firm. We work with big tech firms with their sales organizations, helping to humanize sales um, by bringing the tools of design thinking, which is an innovation methodology into the sales environment and transform how they work and drive revenue. So thank you for having
1: me. I'm really excited about this conversation. Delighted. Ashley, I loved your bio. I love the fact that you you went to India and tried to find <laughs> out and I should have titled it. So who are you? Yeah. Who do you want to be and who do you want others to think you are? That probably would have been a more appropriate title. Thank you. I'm going to use the word. You all are using it. Thank you for being so authentic, Ashley Wells, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. It, we want to be authentic. We just want to know what the consequences are. Let's go around the table. Newcomer, Stuart Papp at Pitch DNA. Welcome, Stuart, and please introduce yourself.
3: I'm not trying to be authentic. I'm, I'm trying to be as fake as possible. But I'm being <laughs> real about it, Bonnie. So you can read oh. into that however you want. <laughs> go ahead. Um, yeah, I have no clue. I am on the journey of life as well. Um, I have always been. Um, an extrovert in an introvert's body. So I always had a comeback even when it wasn't appropriate. And um, I turned that into exploring comedy out in Los Angeles. And now I have the luxury of working with brilliant innovators, entrepreneurs, science, science-based sort of innovators and thinkers who need to communicate complicated ideas as simply as possible. So that's what I do at Pitch DNA.
1: Very interesting. Do you work your comedy background into your work with your client, Stuart? I'm curious about that because I have a comedy background as well.
3: Sure. Always. Um, You got to keep things fun. Look, life is short and um, we don't need another boring webinar conference call. So we try to keep it fun and interactive so that they're participating and meaningful so they can apply everything they use as quickly as they can. Forgive the knocking. I, I've abducted a few people, and they're trying to get out. <laughs> Quiet down out there.
1: We just want to make sure you're safe. Talk about risk. We are hearing the knocking, and it sounds like loud banging. Well, we'll deal with it. Thank you very much hey, for identifying Guys, you'll be that. let out
3: for lunch. <laughs>
1: Talk about risk and consequences going around the table, Monsieur Louis Simon. Bienvenue. Comment ça va? And please introduce yourself to that. Uh, Ashley might have been picking to one and a half people who don't know who she is. Maybe there's a half a person who doesn't know who you are. Louis, go ahead.
4: Je suis français. I'm French, by the way, coming from Paris right now. And I am, as you can see, I am, no, you cannot see, but I am a digital native of the eighties. I'm only 64 right now, you know, and I am in love with sales since my childhood. And even when I worked with IBM, you know, these big companies sometimes. And then I developed this passion for sales and especially for sales transformation. And as you show is the future of now for me. It's all about the future of sales, how salespeople, sales organizations, sales director, all these guys really start loving their customers, loving their their providers, loving their ecosystem and so on. So I have developed a, a passion also for social selling, which is leveraging social networks to sell. And by the way, it, it means personal branding, professional branding, which we'll talk about. Yeah? And Loving this social selling stuff, I developed the Social Selling Forum, which is uh, in real life but also online forum now with COVID where we really share our experience about social selling related to sales, to marketing, to recruitment, to, to brand, blah, 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 blah. That's what I do organizing these social selling forums.
1: Luik, I'm very happy to have you on the panel because we are also looking for the business perspective. And and this is, a. it sounds like a fun and funny topic, but it's really oh. very serious. So the risk reward of when people are selling, it's always been a question. Do you have a personal profile on social and a business profile on social? Do you have two on the same platform do you to use two different names I use a different name for one of my radio shows I don't want to be associated with my other show because I want to keep it the casual me and the business me so I'm working hard to get people to call me something else on my Monday night radio show which is a challenge so anyway let's go on around the table Sylvie Lashkar so happy to have you back Sylvie you were so wonderful on our show a few weeks ago and I'm delighted where are you and why don't you introduce yourself to that quarter of a person who doesn't know who you are go ahead Thank you so much. So I'm also French. I'm from
5: Paris. I know Loïc very well. Uh, and I'm glad I can talk when he's here because it's it's not an evidence. Uh, so I'm a mother. Uh, I think I'm the oldest here uh, with uh, 28 son and 19 uh, daughter. Um, uh, I love also to see friends, uh, to raise this family. I'm an author. I wrote a book about social selling. So social media is my word. Uh, I'm also a coach because I like to support people. I'm a dancer. Uh, I'm an actor sometimes. Uh, I'm an eclectic person, so I like to touch everything, to discover everything, to meet a lot of people. I'm in the human being thing, relationship, and this is why social media is uh, an extension of myself. So... I hope I
1: will help in this show today, Bonnie. You certainly will, and you already did. You said so many real things, Sylvie, about who you are. I haven't had you all talk that way about yourselves on any of my other shows, and I appreciate I'm going to just use that awful word we keep, authenticity. I'm just going to call it the real deal. Ashley is the real deal. Loic is the real deal. Stuart, I'm still trying to figure out because we know he says no. No, okay. Sylvie, I know you're the real deal. Yeah. Sylvie, I don't want to break it to you, but Loic and I think that you are not the oldest or ha- you do not have the oldest children <laughs> here. No, Luik, I got you topped, but I'm not going to tell you how much. But my children are, are not twice the age of your kids, Sylvie, but they're they're up there in their 40s. Let's just leave it at that. So, Shocker,
3: I am Bonnie's son, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. He actually almost could be. I don't know. You look a little young. Stuart, Come on, so.
3: Mom. Get, let, let's be honest. Don't call
1: me Mom and don't call me Ma'am. That's all I can say. We're having too much fun here. I'm going to go to speaker view now. It's now time. For the introductory quotes, if you're new to the show uh, and the audience, I'll tell you that I've always asked my panelists on all my shows, business and personal, to bring me a quote that... uh, the theme today is the future. It's not about social media, but the quote is about, it's from a movie, it's from a book or from a song from a famous or not yet famous person who is about to be famous because we're talking about them. And they're going to relate the quote they picked to the topic today. So Ashley Welch mm-hmm. picked the following quote from the film Almost Famous 2000, and it was said by, I believe, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, mm-hmm. Almost Famous is a 2000 American comedy drama film written and directed by Cameron Crowe, starring Billy Crudup, Francis McDormand, Kate Hudson, Patrick Fugit, and Hoffman was in it. It tells a semi-autobiographical story of a teenage journalist, which actually follows Cameron Crowe's own life, writing for Rolling Stone magazine in the early 70s, his touring with a fictitious rock band called Stillwater, and his efforts to get his first cover story published. So here is the quote spoken by Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Ashley, wow, what a quote. Unpack this for me, please. This is, never heard this one before. Go ahead. Yeah. Brene Brown reminded me of it the other day when I was listening to her
2: podcast, and I just, I've always loved it, I think, because... Uh, it goes to what you were just talking about, this idea of authenticity, like when we take a risk and we show ourselves when we're most uncool or most vulnerable is when we're most connective. And I think so much of social media has been around perfection, you know, how we look, how what we, we make sure that we say the right thing. And um, I actually think that that's not the future, which much more relatable and interesting when we're uncool, when we're vulnerable, when we're real. And uh, so and and that goes to say, you know, that goes beyond just
1: social media. That goes in our personal relationships as well. So I'm looking to be uncool. Very, very interesting. And as we get deeper into the show and the predictions, Ashley, we'll talk about when and where you should consider being uncool, being sassy. I think I said the mm-hmm. panel is going to be sassy today. Where, where? What's the risk reward of being that person? Where mm-hmm. do you want to be seen? Um, I, I covered a topic on uh, this show a couple of months ago and it started a stream of people on LinkedIn who said that my panelists, were, uh, they were pretenders, they were phony balonies, and uh, that this person had invented a, a terminology we used in technology. Louis, do you remember that? This person had invented a term five years ago that is being used broadly in industry today and how dare people co-opt his term that he invented and that uh, he was talking to somebody else on LinkedIn and copying me in the messaging and my panelists about we were completely off and we were liars and oh and I never and he friended every I remember who was on somebody from SAP he friended all of us and we were unsuspecting people we connected to him on LinkedIn and then we realized what he was all about and it mm-hmm. was like. I don't think I want to be related to this person. So it comes at you, Ashley, in some of the strangest mm. ways. We all think of LinkedIn, right, Loic, as, as a very straight and very business. And there there are risks and rewards at LinkedIn also. We won't do any bashing, I promise. Let's go to Stewart's quote. Stewart has sent me a paraphrase. I'm dying to know what the original was from Yuval Noah Harari. Born in 1976, I call him a very young man. I don't know when you were born, Stuart, don't tell me. Uh, Harari is an Israeli public intellectual. I like that, public intellectual. I would Mm. love to be called a public intellectual, but I think that train left the station. A historian and a professor in the Department of Histoire at Hebrew University of Jerusalem, the author of the popular science bestsellers, you've all heard of these, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, 2014, Homo Deus, Mm. A Brief History of Tomorrow, 2016, and 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. 2018. His writings examined free will, Hmm. consciousness, intelligence, and happiness. I think that's the core of what we're talking about today. Stuart, you want to tell me the real quote because the one you sent me was storytellers will own the future. Go ahead, Stuart.
3: Uh, You know, I'm probably butchering it, but um, I heard it somewhere and I think it was either in a TED talk or on an interview and I tried to find it, but so I can't really find it. I know he's (laughs) talked about this and I think in 21 lessons for the 21st century, but Essentially, if you, and I've, I've just seen his, his talks, I own some of his books, but one of the most compelling statements he makes that as humans, our only real advantage is that we have this ability to connect and share beliefs across large spans and time zones. So people who share the same religion all will pray to Mecca at the same time of day, but they're doing it. And no other species really does that. So I, I thought that was really compelling. And then you really think about it, why people believe things is, is, is stories, who we think we are as a culture, as a person, as a mother, father, as a citizen. It's all intertwined with these stories. And so the quote, storytellers, world, in the future is really, you know, corporations, yourself, social selling, who's going to have the strongest narrative is going to have the biggest advantage in the future.
1: Very, very interesting. Yes, we probably are. Although when I look at my two grandpuppies, Stuart, Amos and Jake, I wonder if they're talking to each other when when they see something, when they see a, a Frisbee they both want to go after or when it's time for dinner. Hey, move over, bud. That's my bowl. I wonder if they're telling stories. We really don't know. And it's an interesting question. Maybe I'm the only one who has that question. But the idea of storytelling is very powerful. And look at the stories we're telling here today. Look at the way you each introduced yourself. Look at the commentary. Look at what Sylvie said about herself. Look at how Ashley led her story. She might not have written that in her bio. Sylvie might not have said that exactly eclectic. She likes to touch experiences in life. Ashley might not have started with that lead before in another place. So we are telling stories about ourselves Okay, I'm an artist, I'm a dabbler, I'm a drummer, I'm a professional talker, I'm a former comedian, I try to be funny now sitting down, but look at all the stories we tell, and the topic today is, how are we telling those stories, and to whom, and in what way, on social media, and do we care? about the repercussions and the consequences. Maybe we don't. So let's continue going around the table. Thank you, Stuart. Really, really good quote. Appreciate it. Paraphrased or not, I gave you a pass on that. Luik Simone has sent us a quote from Rocky Balboa. That is also the name of the Italian stallion, the title character of the Rocky film series created by Sylvester Stallone, who portrayed him in all eight films in the franchise. He's depicted as an everyman who started out by going the distance and over, overcoming obstacles in his life and career as a professional. Boxer. The first film was loosely based on Chuck Wepner, a one-time boxer who fought Muhammad Ali and lost on a TKO in 15th round, but the inspiration for the name, the iconography, and the fighting style came from the boxing legend Rocco Francis Marciano, who is called Rocky Marciano. That was the interesting backstory there. Here's the quote. I'm going to try and do it in a Stallone voice, Luik. I'm going to really fail on this, but I don't know. I should do it in a French Stallone voice, but nobody's going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving <laughs> forward. It's how you could, how much you could take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. I don't know. I've never done that before. Uh, Luik had I do
4: fantastic you've said it all by the way you understand the reason why i chose rocky balboa who is one of my favorite characters uh, in movies because you know what he gets hit like hell he he, he, he gets down and then he, he he stands up again and then he trains like hell again and again and again and again he works like a charm like a like a what, a Stachanoviste, we would say, but at the end, he succeeds by being relentlessly, relentlessly, relentlessly on the job, on the job, training, training. And this applies perfectly to the way we act on social networks. If you want to be successful, you have to go and go and go and take hits and fail miserably and do miserable errors, by the way, like he did. Be, be vulnerable, be authentic, of course, and then shine and win. Yeah. You said, so, it,
3: you said yeah. it was a character, but everybody knows it's a documentary. It's a real story.
4: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: <laughs> the
1: week knows. you brought in the word vulnerable... I should have used that in my opening. How vulnerable do you want to be? I use the word risk. How vulnerable do you want to be? Do you want to take those hits? We know there are companies. What about the guy who had a, a guitar smashed on an airline and he posted on social how many years ago? Such an old story. And the company, I think, gave him a new guitar or something like that. Uh, that was one of the first ones. How do companies spring back when it, look at Yelp? Look what Yelp is doing to companies. Likes and dislikes and disgruntled customers of restaurants being the only ones who post bad reviews reviews but where are all the good reviews maybe those people didn't want their name out there so it, it has it, it's it's not a leveling it's a changing of the field of of uh, conversation of feedback of communication with businesses and their customers and personal very interesting Louis Great, great description. Let's move on to Sylvie has sent us a quote from Victor Hugo, Victor Marie Hugo, 1802 to 1885 French poet, novelist, dramatist of the Romantic movement. He's considered one of the greatest and best-known French writers. We all know his works, his novels Les Miserables, 1862, and The Hunchback of Notre-Dame, Notre-Dame de Paris, 1831. He's renowned for his poetry, such as Les Contemplations and La Légende des Siecles, The Legend of the Age. And we know that his work has inspired musicals. Who hasn't seen or listened to the beautiful music of Les Miserables, I hope I'm saying that right, and Notre Dame de Paris. He produced more than 4,000 drawings in his lifetime and campaigned for social causes, including abolishing capital punishment. What a guy Victor Hugo was. Here's the quote that Sylvie has selected. There is nothing like a dream to create the future. Sylvie, tell us more, please. Yeah, well,
5: first, uh, it's because I like to sleep, so I dream a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm very creative. And, and I think when you, when you sleep, uh, your dreams sometimes give you solutions, and, uh, and your dreams uh, give you ideas to build your future. And I think we can control part of our future. Uh, it, it's not just coming to us. We have a role to play and we can use it uh, to build this no, And also dreams, you can do everything when you dream. So there's no boundaries, you can imagine everything. So this is what I like uh, in this is that uh, the future is open to us uh, with uh, everything we want and, and, and we need to dream to build our future. So I love that quote.
1: Sylvie, let's, let's apply that to our topic today of social media. When people start on social, do they dream they're going to make a million friends? Do they dream they're going to get a thousand customers? We know there's something called the mompreneur. That that term uh, emerged a couple of years ago where people who are doing coaching or they're doing design work and they go on social and they say, this is what I do and do you like it? And The next thing you know, they're making six-figure income sitting at home taking care of their family and they have the likes and they we all live by likes, I guess guess how many follow my god i haven't been able to get my my twitter followers over 2000 for two years what's wrong with me why am i not more popular so we are all dreaming do you think dreaming is part of why people go on social because they dream of more friends more connections more business sylvie
5: no but i think that the one who are most most successful are the one who share their dreams look look at Elon musk or people that are sharing their passion and where they want to go, even if it seems to be impossible, finally they find an audience that follows us, that follow them uh, to to reach those dreams and
1: make them realistic finally. Interesting. Interesting. Good. Interesting perspective. That's why I like having a panel of people who may know each other but come from different points of view. We get so much good input here. Luika' is smiling. I wish my listeners could see my panel. We're all on Zoom. I'm doing all my shows on Zoom now. And I have the privilege, and I'll say this, this is what I like to say, I get to see how you all think. If you sit forward, Mm -hmm. if you sit back, Loic likes to go back in his chair, and Ashley is, is in her home, and I can see she's just really primed to talk, and Stuart is kind of thinking about the banging in the next room, and he's looking out the window, and Sylvie's got this fabulous headset on, and I'm in front of a banner for the show, and so I get the pleasure of seeing my panelists think, and my listeners just get to hear us, but... I don't know, maybe someday you'll all be able to see these videos anyway. Now it's time to go to the predictions. That's what we're all about here on The Future of Now. Ashley, let me start with your number one prediction and just take about two minutes to explain it, if you will, related to anything we've talked about or anything more about the topic. Then I'll pick one from Stuart, I'll pick one from Luik, one from Sylvie, and we'll see how many we can cover before the end of the show. We've got about 30 minutes left. So Ashley's number one prediction is your personal brand will be linked to the amount of value you provide for free. Ashley, please unpack this. Yeah, I,
2: uh, well, I think we came from a time where we were tra- trying to charge for content and think about how to make money based on how smart we were. And, um, and you know, that's changed. Everything's free now. We can get whatever we want online. And, um It's easy to access this knowledge. So I think at least I've shifted in my thinking and thinking like we need to be providing value by giving bits of information that really provide um, goodness to the people listening to us. And the more we can be consultative and try to cut through the noise of all this information out there and help people, the more valuable we become and people start to pay attention to us. So I think it's all – it's like go – go for being um, free and authentic, free in terms of money versus like holding on to this idea that I need to make money with my knowledge and I'm only going to charge for it. Um, And I think, and I also think that money corrupts us, you know, it corrupts our wisdom when we start to pay attention to where are we going to make money versus just how am I going to give my, thinking about abundance, how do I give myself away and people will come to me because I'm being valuable in what I offer.
1: Ashley, can we flip that around and say that you are at risk and vulnerable if you still charge for everything? Hi, I'm a consultant. I'm charging $195 for a 15-minute consultation, and I'm worth it. So, damn it, sign up, and I will give you the benefit of my whatever it is uh, through LinkedIn or through Facebook. Is, is the risk the other side if you still continue to say, my time is valuable. I'm not giving anything away for free. Could you make that prediction? Flip it around?
2: Well, I don't know that I say, I mean, we have to make money, right? So you yeah. end up hiring me for something at the end of the day. But I also want to provide value by giving um, some of it away, enough away, so that you're, you're interested, you're intrigued. I've already helped you before we're in relationship. You know, I don't want to leave a bad taste in people's mouth by saying, you know, I'll, you can you only can hear what I think or uh, by charging you. Um, that it doesn't
1: feel good. OK, thank you very can much. I, can I
5: step it, Bonnie, yeah, on, sure. on, on this? Because this is uh, almost yeah. one of the the prediction uh, I wrote. And, and I think this is so important, so important. Because finally, you share a sample of what you can provide. So uh, a, and you can get people's attention. And, and it's, it, it's a showcase about what you are able to do also, and it's a gift. Mm-hmm. So people get that, and they value it, and, and then they want to give back uh, what you have done. And when they will be thinking about someone who can help them in, such, uh, uh, in business or even in personal life, they will think about you because mm-hmm. you have shared so much thing uh, with them. So uh, in business, I think it's key. And in person, uh, of course, it's okay. a nonsense not to do it.
3: I just want to point out that yep. Ashley charges me to go to coffee with her. So I <laughs>
1: You're different. You're a lot of work. It's, I, Ashley, I agree. Stuart, is, yeah. it's her business model. It's a new business model. And she's going to be promoting it on Twitter with a hashtag, yeah. business model when you're working with Stuart. It's a very exactly. long hashtag. And we're all going to, we're all going to use that hashtag. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. Stuart, you're, a, yeah, Louis.
4: Louis, yeah, by the way, my only activity as a social seller is to help my audience, my community, the ecosystem I am part of, especially of course my future customers to go through their education journey in the area where I have something to sell to them at the end but I share my experience I share my experience I give them value in an altruistic mode Mm -hmm. until they want to come to me and buy something Mm -hmm. because I help them go through their education journey which can uh, parallel in a buying journey of course
1: so let me ask you all a question related to what Ashley just shared in her first prediction and Sylvie and come. everybody commented on that. Does, do your politics, do your memes, do mm-hmm. your... Followings, your likes, will those impact people's ability to trust you as somebody they want to do business with? That's where the vulnerability comes in is what if somebody sees you following something that they don't agree with on Twitter? What if somebody sees you following something or saying some bashing, smashing or trashing, I call it to somebody else on LinkedIn? What if somebody sees you on Facebook at a party and they don't like what kind of beer is in your hand or they don't like the people you're hanging out with? Does that impact? That's what the risk is. What we're trying to, trying to talk about on this show today so we've got good pointers on how to do business how to be real how to share content but the question is your social life is that impacting your ability to do to share your dreams sylvie and to to share your knowledge ashley and stewart to charge for something and and Loic, to to do business in a big social way so the question is does your social life your social brand not related to your good heart your good deeds is this going to hurt your ability to do that business. Let's just go around the table quickly before I get to Stuart's first prediction, if you don't mind. Ashley, what do you think? What are the, the vulnerabilities or ramifications of being yourself, your personal self while you're trying to do business?
2: I think if you're smart and you're kind and you have the intention of, uh, good intention around creating dialogue and understanding in the world, then it's not. Um, okay. So, and I'm, I'm, like, I started with, like, being uncool. Being uncool means taking some risk around saying what you believe, but, again, with the intention of creating dialogue, not in the intention, as you said, Bonnie, of, like, to smash someone and be cruel.
1: And, like, that's not going to get you anywhere. That will harm you. Thank you. Good point. That's what I was looking for. Stuart, comment, please.
3: Given that nobody seems to know exactly who they are, I don't think, I don't understand how your social residue could really influence anyone because it doesn't seem like anyone really understands who they are. We're all on this journey. If I like a Heineken, and that's going to influence (laughs) something. And I don't like Heineken. I just want to go on the record because I know someone's going to audit this transcript. Again, I told you guys, at lunch, I'll let you out. Again. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to it's no different than it always was, whether we were tribal around the campfire and somebody said, I don't like the way he killed that buffalo and I'm not going to talk to him. I think nothing has changed. We just have digital residue now.
1: Interesting. I have a comment, but I'm going to go through the panels. Uh, Loic, what do you think?
4: Yeah, uh, you know, I try not to comment, not to like, or not to write about things I don't understand anything about. You know, that's, for me, my my major attitude is not to jump into whatever kind of conversations on things that I am absolutely not comfortable with. That's my 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 way of doing it. but I am one and only one I am not loic uh, in the farm and loic in the city I'm not loic by night and loic by day I'm not Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde I'm only one
1: Great great point you made if you don't understand it if you're not on board with it don't like it don't comment on it absolutely Fabulous advice. Thank you, Loic. I think that's what we're looking for, is that risk, reward, or cause and effect mantra. Sylvie, please join us. What do you think? Well, Bunny, that is
5: life. I mean, nobody are clones of each each other. You meet so different people. And this is what's interesting, is that we have different point of views, is that we don't like uh, all the same things. And that makes interesting conversations, right, if we don't have the same point of view. So I think on social, it's exactly the same. Uh, you have to be, and I'm sorry, I will tell the word, authentic. That means it has, you have to comment, you comment like you would comment uh, in life with your friends, uh, with your colleagues, uh, with your customers or whatever. It's you, it's your personality, it's uh, it's how you shine or not. And then people can argue and discuss with you, and 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 conversation value
1: your social presence. Thank you, thank you all, Stuart. I'm going to get to your first prediction in a second, but uh, interesting story. I'm watching a Netflix series which has just been renewed for season six, even though season five hasn't dropped yet. Called Lucifer. Very, very interesting. If you haven't seen it, it's going to have like. Hundred episodes. I think I'm up to sixty-five. I just started season four. Compelling, fun, funny, interesting, otherworldly, real-worldly, very interesting. Good characters. And one of the actresses, Rachel Harris, who Stewart was a stand-up comic for a while. Uh, she played um, the love love interest, the wife of uh, Lewis, lit in uh, Suits for for several years. Anyway, she plays a, a psychiatrist in in Lucifer. And I started following the actors and actresses on Lucifer on, on Twitter recently. Her name popped up, and she was having a conversation with people about the value of wearing masks at public places when their cities or states open up, when they go to restaurants or gatherings. And some of her followers were having an open conversation with her. Sylvia, I think you'll appreciate this. Somebody said conversation, and they were saying. It ruins my freedom, my freedom of choice is I don't want to cover my face. And she's saying, but look at the value in preventing what we think we know about how COVID-19 is transmitted. And she was having a back and forth with them and it didn't get nasty and nobody called anybody a name, but she was having a conversation on Twitter with some of her fans about why she thought it was important to wear a mask and they were telling her why they thought it was important to not, not okay, but important not to. And I was very intrigued by the back and forth that was polite, but valid from each of their points, or, or so we wanted to think. Anyway, just want to say that. Stuart sent me a very provocative, and we're going to have to unpack this one, Stuart. His prediction number one is, how many times you've been personally Rick-rolled, I'll tell you what I know about that, will negatively impact your credit score. And this goes back to one of my favorites from the disco era, Stuart. I was a disco dancer back in the day, and I taught thousands of people how to hustle and do line dances. And Rick Astley, I think I broke the CD. I listened to it so many. I'm gonna, gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. <laughs> I love so Rick Roll, Rick Rolled. I can do Rocky and I can do Rick Astley. Rick Rolled. Stewart, unpack this, please. I don't want to say anymore. Go ahead.
3: That's all right. Rick Astley is, by the way, working on my window out back. So thanks.
1: <laughs> we see him now. When you see the window. Oh yeah, I hurt my mic. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I don't know. You know what? Uh, Being Rickrolled is just, if you haven't been Rickrolled, then uh, somebody hasn't sent you a link that led to uh, never going to give you up, which was an internet phenom, I don't know, 15 years ago. But, um, you know, if you just keep falling for it over and over again, I think people are going to pull that on your credit score and Experian, Equifax and TransUnion are going to be like, look, you've been Rickrolled 67 times. You're gullible, which means you're not good with money. So loan denied." And, yeah, that's right. You got Rickrolled 20 times as a kid. That's why you're doing the sound for this, and you're not a credit or a banking magnate. That's what I'm just saying.
1: Stuart, so, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to leave it there. Who wants to comment? Who oh, is that? Well, Ashleigh? I want to know.
2: Yeah, I want to know more. Rick Roll means I got an email that says, hey, I'm a in a, a prison in Nigeria, link. and I need some help.
3: Clicked on it, money. And it led you to YouTube, and it just was Rick Astley singing, never going to give you up.
1: Oh, you're serious. He's he's serious. It's a real thing, Ashley. I looked it up. Google Rickrolled, R-I-C-K-R-O-L-L-E-D, Google Rickrolled. So so I, I know you're being humorous, Stuart, but is there any any downfall to to your credit score? if you? I know if you uh, look too many things up or if you apply for too many loans, even if you don't really want them, or if you look into uh, financing a car and you don't even buy that car, it does deplete your, your credit worthiness.
3: Well, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm kidding about it, but I'm sort of not kidding about this brave new world because even yep. Polish government used Google Maps Mm -hmm. to collect taxes that were unpaid. How? They would literally use Satellite View to see people who had Mercedes parked in the back and they'd say, hey, you haven't paid your taxes. You have two Mercedes hidden in the back. We got that from Google Maps pay up. And they literally used that to collect taxes. Mm -hmm. So that's big brother or big sister or big whoever, you know, getting more information on you that's impacting your financial future. So Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: Thank you. In- interesting point of view there. Let's go on to Loic's first prediction. Louis is nodding. I don't know. I agree really with someone on that one. Okay. That's why we're having such a good time. Loic's first one is, as far as personal branding is concerned, congruence. Congruence. Alignment between who we are and how we express it online. That's the key here. will ultimately rule. Loic, talk to me.
4: Yeah. I'm a big believer of, of being only one and not having... Uh, an avatar somewhere in on LinkedIn, for example, and being another person in real life or having uh, expressing one thing online and acting differently. You know, and this happens a lot of times where people say something, but then when you look at how they act, they act differently. Or somebody showcasing themselves with a very nice photo on LinkedIn. And when when you meet them, it's completely different. So I don't believe in avatars. I don't believe in being two different people uh, on TikTok and on LinkedIn. Of course, you won't say the same thing you want. You will use uh, the rules of each and every uh, Um, the rules you can bend the rule by the way you can change them change them but you you will be the same person on TikTok and on LinkedIn just expressing things a little bit differently that's my belief and I believe authenticity you don't like this word I love it authenticity will rule you know congruency congruence
1: I, I like the word authenticity. It just gets used a lot. Like amazing, that was an amazing cake, and that was an amazing picture. I'm tired of being amazed because none of it is amazing. Let yeah. Let me introduce one thought here, Loïc. As far as um, we haven't talked about vanity, vanity, right? And I had a guest on a radio show recently who has a PR picture that must be at least 20 years old, older, younger than she is. Okay. And when she came on and we were, we were uh, doing the Zoom video, I noticed that she had very little resemblance physically to the photo, and I kept staring at her PR photo. Vanity, now the question is, Louie, does our younger picture of ourselves, when we thought more people would like us because we looked the way they wanted to know us, Will that become an avatar of who we are? I never thought about this. Will our younger photo become our avatar of this is who I want you to see me as, and how dare you see me as now on Zoom because I only wanted to be a voice on the podcast and the radio, and I wanted you to see me as my picture, which is interesting. I never had that opportunity until I started using Zoom for all my radio shows about a month ago. I didn't see that person and that person. So are we becoming our own avatars? And Loic, let's mm-hmm. talk about dating apps. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, how many people you meet somebody and they're they're bigger or smaller or shorter or taller or older or younger or blonder or red or whatever. How many people use a real, we become our own avatars. I, I like that idea, mm-hmm. Loic. I'm i I'm intrigued with that. Any comments, Loic, before I move on?
4: Now I say you, you should not uh, project something you are not That's my belief for the future. For you to win on social networks in the future, you must be one and only one. That's my belief.
1: So we have to age appropriately. Interesting. Ashley talk. Yeah, well, I was just, you just
2: reminded me of a picture I saw someone online. They had, you know, on their LinkedIn photo and they had lots of hair, it was a male. And then I saw him on Zoom and he was completely bald. And I just like, it just created what Loic is saying, like this incongruence. I was like, what are you doing? And it, right off the bat, it just made me question this person and our relationship.
4: Credibility and confidence. Yeah. We, we, we need to project confidence. Yeah. We are not Leonardo DiCaprio in the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, if you are in sales, <laughs> for example. And this, you project something wrong if you play with an avatar somewhere, you know, yeah. which is not really you.
5: I, and that's, I, a, that's a, that's a question sorry. that uh, I did ask myself, uh, I don't know, well, people don't know, don't see it now, but uh, I let my white hair coming up uh, now, and, nice. uh, and I ask myself, okay, I'm a, you know, small, half public person, I wrote a book, there's pictures about me uh, on internet, I'm known as a person, and I'm known as, a, as an image I project, uh, will they recognize me? Uh, once it will be different so i want to have this white hair but what we all do to keep my image uh and and to change it so that was a question and and mm-hmm. here we we are we are thinking about the influence of um social on our lives and that was more uh, the contrary what will be the influence of what i do in my life on social right
1: mm. Very, very good point. I had a guest, I did a show on uh, the future of trucking and technology, Last week, and I had a gentleman who is now a caricaturist, makes his living as a professional artist and caricaturist, as an author. And when he left trucking, he started his own podcast called The Lead Pedal for Trucker, and he helps advise people on the trucking business. I had a woman who invented a virtual reality uh, system for checking the for training new truckers. I had a guy who invented an app for the well-being and health of truckers before they get on the road. Interesting about technology and trucking. So. One of the gentlemen was on, he has his own podcast as well, and he, uh, we get on, on Zoom, and he said, uh, Bonnie, I forgot my hair. And here is this ball, completely shaved, Ashley shaved, very nice looking man, and he takes out a tennis visor, puts it on his head, and attached to it is a spiky blonde hairpiece. <laughs> And so during the show, he's talking to me with the visor, and I'd never met him before, with the visor and the hair, the blonde hair about an inch and a half high spiking. And it was hysterically, and it showed, Louie could show his sense of humor, right? Mm -hmm. Well, toward the end of the show, he said, I'm tipping my hat and he took his hat off and went back to the shaved head. And here we are on Zoom and I'm looking and my listeners couldn't see it. And I just about lost it. It It was a very cool joke. So Sylvie, to your point, my grandmother passed away at almost 90 and she still had red hair and I'm going to be red till my last day because my, my other brand, Loic, I do have two brands and my other brand is AKA Radio Red and on my personal show, I'm known as Red. And this is my brand. My drums are red. Uh, the roof on my, my uh, ragtop, my convertible car is red. Uh, a lot of things I do are red. And that's so I, I have the two different brands. And the congruence is some people know who I am and some people don't. And I want those separated. So that's a choice. Sylvie, let's get to your prediction. I'm looking at number four. Uh, I think we've talked a little bit about the other three. let's go to four you say if you share part of your life on social, it may or will result in a strong interest. Sylvie, please expand this uh
5: yeah, I think it's uh I worked you know at s a p for uh to 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 use social media for business, so we speak about business and 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 we speak about branding and how you show yourself and and how you share things and it's difficult for some people to go through personal things and and finally i think it's it is very important because you we are human beings working or dealing with other human beings and personal things are um showing the person you are and we we are willing to share time or to work with people we appreciate or people we share something with so we need to show that and and it's also um and and there's part of people that you know the the read those newspaper about um about uh people that are known singers or they love to learn about their their lives, right? Uh, they, they don't necessarily uh, get interested only about the quality of their voice or the music. or So it is exactly the same. I mean, we need to mix personal things with professional things to build a brand uh, because we will be seen differently and we will... Uh, keep an interest for people, we will Mm -hmm. uh, generate emotions and people follow those emotions, Mm -hmm. even in business. Mm
1: -hmm. So this is what I meant. The backstory. I think it's the backstory. We all want to know, did Adele get divorced and why did she lose so much weight and why is... um, uh, what's her name? Uh, the country star. I can't remember her name. Why is she getting divorced? And, and what movie is somebody going to make and where are they going to be on location and what happened to their children? And yes, we do. Backstory, personal story. Luik, talk, please.
4: We should not mean that that you should publish mm-hmm. a lot of stories on LinkedIn today because uh, it just popped out in LinkedIn, these stories that you find in Instagram. And then you will find most of the people just uh, publishing stories. Uh, This is not what I think. I think you must be true to yourself. If you are comfortable with, uh, for example, running stories, you do it. If you are not comfortable, you don't. That's my perspective.
1: I I will tell all of you that I was an avid Facebook user a few years ago, and I realized I was sucked into an almost daily routine of seeing everybody I knew and I liked who were mutual followers, and putting a like, a heart, or an up thumb to every picture they posted. I was commenting on their relatives I had never seen or met. I was saying beautiful couples, you know, oh, you're a beautiful couple. I was saying, what a cute cat, what a great new car, and it was going on and I realized I was a like and a heart machine, and I stopped doing it because, it. first of all, I like them for other reasons other than the cool pictures they post. I was tired of the feel-good bulletin board, right? Everybody happy and every family is gorgeous and every dinner. I I was tired of looking at what people were eating, holding up a menu and showing me eight people at a table smiling. I had no idea who the people were other than one person I knew. So I stopped being that like machine because it was taking a lot of time and I figured they could live without my likes and my thumbs up. Uh, Let's go to Ashley. I'm going around the table. Mm. Your fourth prediction. Let's talk about this. The degree to which you're able to expertly... Facilitate, engage, collaborate, and participation in live virtual moments and meetings, and we're live on Zoom right now and on the radio, will have a huge impact on your personal future brand. Talk to me, Ashley.
2: Yeah. Well, I think so much of our current reality and our future is online, and not just in static images, but also in how we engage with each other, and so... We have to be good at that. We have to be good at creating connections and relationships online. And that takes something a little different than when we're face-to-face. So this idea of like leaning in or using your thumbs they thumbs up there you go, um, are all part of like, how do we engage in, a, in in an engaging way? And forget about it when there's like a group of people and you, let's say, as a salesperson have to facilitate, your gift is to be able to facilitate well, to be confident in that space and know how to run a virtual room and virtual meeting. And so I think there's a real art to this and it's gonna it's going to affect your personal brand if you do it well or you don't.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Luke, did you want to say something or Sylvie? Do it again. like
4: Rocky Balboa. Do it like him. Train, train, <laughs> train, 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 train. Do it, do it, do it. And then you become yeah, better and better.
2: Exactly. And take some risks. Like it's not always easy. Sylvie, did you want to say
5: something on that? Yeah, I think live and uh, using videos uh, build the, the, the bridge between virtual and real mm-hmm. because finally people see you moving, talking, mm-hmm. they hear your voice. They have more indicators about the person you are. And again, uh, it's easier uh, to make a connection more than just read something that is written mm-hmm. and only written.
1: Thank you. Stuart, we're going to squeeze in one more prediction. Your prediction number three is really cool. I think this will leave everybody smiling and wondering what in the blank is he talking about? Stuart predicts we will all eventually (laughs) star in an episode of Laser Cats, whether or not you've heard of laser or cats. Stuart, is this our future? Talk to me. Take about two minutes and then we're going to wrap it up.
3: Absolutely. Well, look, Andy Warhol said everyone's going to get 15 minutes of fame, but he didn't get it quite right. We're all going to have about 1.5 milliseconds of fame in a YouTube series that will eventually just be everyone's resume. So if you haven't seen laser cats, you're going to want to see laser cats sci-fi adventure that, uh, that is about cats that can shoot lasers out of their eyes, which is a very important theme. And, uh, you're going to want to check out laser cats. And, uh, that's my, that's my uh, prediction that we're all going to star or guest star. That's my favorite from the seventies and eighties when you'd have a guest stars, guest starring, Burt Reynolds as the sassy bartender. (laughs) um, That's my hope and that's my dream. If I can do that, then I will have lived a real life. Stuart, I'm
1: going to do something I never do on the show. I'm going to read a political prediction from you and it's very funny. So let's, let's cap this off. We'll go around and have a one sentence wrap up from each of you. Stuart's number four prediction is in 2024, everybody listen up. That's four years away. Marty McFly from back to the future will be a presidential candidate. Which political party he can't say. Stewart can't say. Stewart, unpack this. Uh, you have sixty seconds. Go. That
3: was exactly the point of that Robert Zemeckis film from the eighties. Was that Marty McFly was actually going to save America, and uh, and I'm hoping for it because if Marty McFly can't save America, then who can? Who?
1: Can? <laughs> <laughs> One sentence wrap up. Uh, Ashley, thirty yeah. seconds. Go ahead. Yes. Wrap up.
2: Okay, here's my rap. Stop being polite and neutral. Take a risk with kindness. I like it. Loic, what's your What's your
4: rap? I would say don't cut corners. Don't manipulate. Don't cheat. Be, in, be in, in, with integrity and you will win on social. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Sylvie. Rap, what do you think? Well, but be- behave
5: as you are in real life uh, on social. And uh, on Facebook, please share also when you're sad. Because it's also interesting for people to, to come to you when,
1: when you're not you. feeling so good. That's true. Stuart, one sentence. What do you got?
3: Um, I disagree with everybody. I think you need to be <laughs>
1: as fake as <laughs>
3: possible. Uh, use makeup to feel better. This is a hair piece. I disagree with everyone. Authenticity is for losers. And if we could fake it. <laughs> I was told as a kid, fake it till you make it. And I'm, that's what I'm going with.
1: Uh, well, we are, We are. are. I hate to tell you this Stuart, but you are making it and you're faking it successfully because we like the fake real you. You're doing very well. I want to thank all four of you. Ashley Welch, thank you for bringing Stuart. He was a ringer. He was great. I don't know where you found him, but we're going to invite him back. Stuart Papp, thank you, however you pronounce your last thank name. You. Tell uh, the, the people banging the nails in the background to keep building whatever house it is you're constructing around your office because it looks good. Louis Simon, merci, merci, merci. Uh, take care. Sylvie, we love you the way you are. We love your hair. I'm going to stay red. You go white. Whatever it is, whatever rocks anybody's boat. Thank you to my engineer extraordinaire, Aaron Keller at Voice America World Talk Radio, the business channel. And thank you to my co-producer, Ryan Treasure. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. And remember, if somebody tells you the future is already here, tell them It's not true because Ashley said so, and Sylvie said so, and Loic said so, and especially Stuart said so. Remember, we're all part of making the future, and darn it, let's just make it a better one. Signing off. Everybody wave. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.